Welcome to episode 305 of Crack the Customer Code, the sequel to the prequel that has no equal. It's been said that we might be in the retail apocalypse. Uh, we so need like a uh, dramatic sound effect. I know. I was hoping you would provide that. Uh, <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Not a chance. <laughs> Yeah, so that's like it seemed to be one of the big themes of the articles is uh, we transition to 2018, and uh, obviously we've been talking about the challenges in retail for quite a while now, and uh, as have a lot of other people. But one of the interesting things that we, I don't know, we really haven't focused on from this perspective is how do you support your team if you're in retail today? How do you have their back? I think it's a great question to try to answer because I can only imagine what it's like right now to be on the front lines of retail and to be dealing with all sorts of people who are stressed and have super high expectations now and everything else. Because I worked retail in my day and even back then, like before people had the ability to film everything with their phone and you know like call people names on twitter um it was back when you were chiseling the invoice into the stone exactly (laughs) it's true and in fact i still like have ptsd from a time when we ran out of wrapping paper in a bookstore i worked in now we were not a wrapping paper store we just that was like a value that an added value that we did to wrap the books and we ran out one day and this lady lost it and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I can't. So she went out and got tissue paper from another store and brought it back and made us wrap her book in tissue paper. And I'll never forget that because I was so like, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> okay. So for all As of I you mean, in retail, what we've just heard is that Jeannie caused the retail apocalypse by running out of wrapping paper. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was 30 me. years ago or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. But yeah, it's uh. I I think that right now we're talking a lot about the big consequences of this time for retail and how stressful and challenging it really is. But we aren't necessarily talking about the the emotional toll that it takes on people. So I'm curious, Adam, what do you think is one of the ways that if you're a team manager right now, if you're looking after your employees, what are some of the ways that you can help them with this? Oh, absolutely. And I think... If you look at it, let's break it down into two different types of things. One is the normal stress of retail and the post-holiday stress, a gift card returns, all all the challenges Mm -hmm. that come in January and February if you're in a retail environment. And then there is the sort of environmental stress of the retail apocalypse, particularly in brands that are being written about in the news where the teams know. They know when a company's struggling. They know when, you know... They had 10 colleagues, uh, you know, a month ago, and now they have seven, right? They do right. things and they see it. So there's a lot of stress associated with that. Will I have a job? What is this? Mm-hmm. How is this going to play out? How long does this company have or is it going to make it? And I think the first right. thing to do, and it, it gets touchy because nobody wants to say the sink is shipping. Sorry, the ship is sinking. <laughs> the sink is shipping. <laughs> See, that's actually a retail. That that would be a retail thing. The sink is shipping. It's on. It's on. It's on the way, <laughs> man. Right. You will have your sink tomorrow. Say, so I'm just very focused on retail. Data. You can see this. But, but, I mean, nobody awesome. wants to tell their staff the ship is sinking, right? Because right. then it'll just sink faster. 
right? Nobody wants their staff running. So, I mean, I'm going to be realistic that it's sort of a balancing act, but I think you do have to communicate and you have to communicate honestly with your team about, okay, here's what the landscape looks like. Here's what the challenges mm-hmm. look like. Here's what we're doing. And here's what it means to you. Mm-hmm. Now, how you shape mm-hmm. those conversations, I think is going to be based on the context. But you, you need to have them just leaving everybody in the dark to sit there on Facebook, you know, while they're yeah. at work reading about how their company is not going to be there in a month from some stock analyst on CNBC is not right. healthy. Well, and I think to your point, too, like they will notice the changes. So if you just suddenly have fewer people to do the same amount of work, somebody's going to have to pick up the slack. And if that's not acknowledged, I think that can be really dangerous, too, because if you're not communicating like, hey, we know that, uh, you know, you've never done this before, so we're going to give you this extra training to make sure you know what you're doing here. But we really appreciate you stepping in and acknowledging that they're putting in the hard work and that they're staying loyal, because otherwise, as we've talked about on this program before, if people do not have information, they will fill in the blanks with the most negative scenario you can come up with. So (laughs) they will go there. Um, So make sure that you are addressing it and not only in the big ways, but also in what does this mean to your daily work? And also here's how you can help. Here's what we think will work and here's what we're looking for from you. And if you guys have ideas and feedback, we want to hear that from you. And making sure that those lines of communication are really, really open at times like this can really make a difference between everybody running because they feel insecure to people thinking, you know what, I'm going to roll up my sleeves. I'm going to see what I can do and how I can participate in the best and most positive way and feeling good about that when they go home after their shift. Absolutely. And I think that's a great point is the ones that are still there, making sure they feel valued. I think that is that mm-hmm. is truly important. And I think if you look at sort of the mentality when and you and I've talked about this, I think even offline some, you know, it's a struggling business is a bad place to be. It's a tough place it to is. be, right? I mean, you know, growth, the things you look for, the rewarding things that people, we know people like outside of their salary, uh, you know, tend to diminish and things mm-hmm. like growth and opportunity and positive thoughts towards the future are just generally quashed by these situations. Mm-hmm. So you've got to really, you know, just like we do with customers, just like we do in sales, you've got to look at it from the standpoint of what's their psychology and to have that empathy and to sit there and be in their shoes. Like, what's it like to be a single mom living paycheck Mm -hmm. to paycheck and going home and watching the news every night and seeing your company being talked about? Right. It's not going to exist in six months. And I think to that point, too, customers hear that news, too. And so they come in and say, oh, what's what's happening? You know, are you guys going to be here in six months? And the frontline folks are the ones who have to have those conversations. So give them some information that they can use to really talk through those things. I mean, the the media landscape is so different now and we get headlines that we didn't used to get. You know, like not everybody would flip to the business section of their daily newspaper and read up on the state of retail in the past. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. How many frontline workers were reading the Wall Street Journal? Right. Right. And now we are all seeing these headlines that sometimes are, you know, very uh, 
<laughs> how shall I say? Sensational? Uh, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, and so people start freaking out and they really want to know what's happening in, from a reliable source. And I think the more that you can be honest and the more that you can tell your workers like, hey, you're going to get asked about this or they might bring it up. Here's what here's what we believe. Here's what we think you should say or just let them talk and say, yeah, we are working really hard. We really appreciate your loyalty, Mr. Customer, and turn it around. Well, not um, only, not only that, but not only you know, have that conversation, but then say and do, I'm going to deliver the best experience you've ever had. Yeah. This where this yeah. is to, uh, like BS again, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what else do you have? If you're in one of these businesses, the only thing you can do on the front lines is give the best yeah. service, best experience possible. That's the thing that yep, is most absolutely. in your control to affect positive change, whether it matters or not. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it may be beyond the, yeah, the scale of, uh, I won't use a brand's name, but uh, you know, a large mass merchandiser closing will not be affected yes. by you delivering that one experience. But everyone delivering yep. those experiences can make an impact. And also, it can still make an impact on that customer. It can make an impact mm-hmm. on your boss, on your supervisor. So you know what? If the company doesn't last... You've got mm-hmm. somebody to give you a good reference. You've got people right. that are behind you and know what kind of experience you can deliver. And, you know, you kept your skills sharp. Right, right. And I think knowing that there would be opportunity if something does happen, if it turns around, it starts to grow. You're going to be in that front seat to take advantage of the, those opportunities too. So I think there are lots of ways to really focus on the positives as much as we can in times like this and help our people really see their role in it and feel good about their role in it. Because that's the part that can feel pretty demoralizing in those situations when, you know, you're seeing, (laughs) you're seeing shelves emptied and inventory packed up and you feel like you're the last one there. That's not a good feeling. And uh, we really have to recognize the loyalty of both the employees and the customers who still come in that store. All right. And if you're in a supervisory role or you're in a managerial role, executive in any, if you have any layer below you, it mm-hmm. really is, you know, I think it's a moral obligation. I mean, it's just good business, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, really you should make these situations as easy as you can. Yep. You should really yep. understand how the stress you're feeling they have it too. They have it in a different way. Their career goals are different. Mm-hmm. Their personal lives are different, but they have the stress too. And understanding that and working to help alleviate that to the extent that you can, I think is, you know, both good business and a bit of a moral imperative. Yeah, I totally agree with you. We have to take care of each other in those situations because it's it's high stress. It's It can become very unhealthy very quickly. And the last thing you want to do is add to that stress level. You want to do everything you can to really help them where they are. Um, and so I, I hope, in many ways, I hope that we are wrong about the retail apocalypse. I hope that there are um, innovative companies out there. We're seeing it. They are doing things that are bringing people in that are uh, really challenging the model a little bit of retail and customers are responding to that. So I think we're... We may not be at the, the apocalypse. We may be at a new place, at a new dawn. I don't know if, if I will. go that far, but you're you're right. I think we should do an episode on that. So maybe we'll table that for another episode. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. that the apocalypse isn't happening, 
I just, yeah. uh, I think there will be some things that are uh, already proving to possibly rise from the ashes. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. Uh, because yeah. cause so, for the companies it's happening to, it's happening and it it hurts. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, absolutely. all right. Well, let's, you know, we had a positive note, so let's keep it positive. Take care of your people. It's stressful times in retail. <laughs> I come from retail. This is very near and dear to my heart. So really, you know, take care of your people and just understand the situation they're are in. And as always, empathy. Yes. Yes. Lots and lots of empathy. Well, on that note, we, we, are we empathize so with you grateful. that you're ready to end this yes. episode, listener. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here we are, and it's a good moment to thank you for your loyalty as listeners. We really do appreciate our audience so very much. If you like us, if you you know, want to listen to us and want to share that. We certainly appreciate all your ratings and reviews on iTunes or whatever, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and if you haven't subscribed yet, why not go ahead and subscribe today too. And that will show us your loyalty too. So it's, <laughs> it all comes around full circle, but <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. We are crack the customer code, a proud member of the C-suite radio family. So check that out. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and find lots of content at cxcontent.com. And I am Adam Tapork, and you can find me at customersatstick.com. We've got live workshops. We've got virtual training. We've got all kinds of good stuff. So check us out there. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.